Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Days and Infuse. I'm Latham Woodward, your host as always. And today we are very privileged to have with us Bob Blair, Chief Marketing Officer at Jones Soda. Bob, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, pretty pretty stoked to have you here because you are basically um, with the new Mary Jones product. You are now the very first soda pop or soda company coming out of the gate with a variant of their drink in the cannabis space. So um, before we get to that, though, I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests. What's your personal historical relationship to cannabis? I believe it's called the legacy market is where I've been participating for a very long time now as a, as a, a beloved connoisseur. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's been an exciting, uh, it's been an exciting shift and I was excited to see the uh, both medical and recreational markets come online. And I live in Chicago where I got to experience that uh, shift in real time and, you know, see all the different changes. So it's been very interesting progress. It has been, and it's been an interesting couple of years in the cannabis space, especially with uh, people like Pabst Blue Ribbon coming in. And then you have uh, traditional bartending championships like Warren Bobrow coming out with Klaus, and which we distributed for a while. And then we went uh, with Urbasi with Jamie Evans and her fantastic drinks. Um, but you guys are very unique in your approach um, in that you are a... F- basically, I would say a fan-based consumer interactive brand. I mean, that's where you built your chops and that's where you yeah. come from. I'm glad that you picked it up because that's what we've been putting down. That, that's great. I mean, from um, the cannabis standpoint, I own a brand, I own this podcast and uh, a, a demo brand too. Um, it's interesting because cannabis really attracts the the fanboy, the fangirl, the person who wants to... Um, attach themselves to a brand, really become that that player within the ecosphere of that brand. Um, was that part, obviously I think it is, but it was a part of your ethos going in, taking from the Jones Soda Pop brand and bringing that into cannabis because it's a great tie-in. Oh yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up right out of the gates because when we thought about the opportunity with Jones, as we looked at the cannabis space, there was a number of things. One is that our brand just lends itself to the cannabis culture and to the cannabis consumer, our flavors are going to be so welcome in the space because flavor, you know, in cannabis over the last many, many years, flavor has been used as a masking agent. And we're excited to take that way past that into like craveability in the space because our big, bold flavors are going to be really welcome here. But this relationship that we have with our fans and the way people like to play with our brand is so perfect for cannabis. And we're taking all the things that the Jones brand has been famous for forever. And I'm so glad that you know us for it and our fans know us for it, but taking people's pictures and putting them on our labels, their uh, quotes, putting them under our caps, giving them ways to play with the brand is 100% what Mary Jones is all about. And in fact, um, you know, Jones has a history of writing letters to each of our photo submitters who get chosen to be on one of our labels. And it's always been one of the really special parts of the brand. And because Mary Jones is completely new, obviously we hadn't received any photos for Mary Jones yet. So we went through and our team had just a riot going through photos that we'd gotten for Jones. 
and picking just the most cannabis exciting kind of friendly stonerific pictures that you've ever seen. And we reached out to those submitters and said, hey, would you mind being featured on the inaugural batch of Mary Jones product? And you can only imagine the amount of exclamation points we got back of people so excited to get picked. And we just sent out them their labels for the first 16 people that were picked to be on labels for Mary Jones. So that was really exciting. That is cool. And, and that kind of leads me to my next question that I was actually going to push down uh, later in the interview. But within the, the space of cannabis, and we're all fighting the same battle, me with my Shuggies brand, as you can see here on my t-shirt here, Shuggies. There you go. Yeah, Mary Jones, I like your t-shirt. It's very good. Um, how do you build the marketing buzz? You're a marketing guy um, in the cannabis space with so few outlets. Um, and Or is this to you as a chief marketing officer? Is this challenge a good thing in a weird way of thinking? Hey, I think every creative is really uh, excited by the notion of a tight brief, right? And the notion right. of regulatory, the notion of restricted environments, just, just to, all, to all of us equals focus. And it's the opportunity to focus really on what, what we want to do. It is interesting that there's a lot, not as many outlets, but the most exciting things that anybody can do in marketing is to make their own news as a brand, to engage with their consumers directly, to have a content strategy that's relevant, and have their fans talk for them. And none of that stuff is regulated. And that's all things that we can do anytime we want. And I think that's where we're going to really kind of excel. And it is where kind of where you went to grad school for or school for it is to find that avenue, find that interesting, diverse way of taking your brand and pushing it to the public in a way that's different and interesting. Yeah. And, and in fact, like so many people, especially out here in California, like I'm going to be on a billboard and I'm going to put it on the uh, the 405 and everybody's going to see me. <laughs> well, we all, we all know about billboards, right? They're super cool. They're an ego-driven thing. Uh, they look great. They don't necessarily translate to sales, you know, they, they're, but they're super great to have out there. Um, this, the focus though, with having limited access to this, it really gets you creative, doesn't it? I would like to think so. You know, we might, you know, we might down the line get to do a billboard, but I'll tell you right now, we're playing way more in the grassroots. Um, we're having a lot of fun with some of the marketing vehicles we're just going to have right out of the gates. You know, one of the first things we have, and I'm glad you like my t-shirt, um, is because we have a custom t-shirt designer tool that's launching on our website. And anybody we work with, uh, anybody that wants to, any of our fans can design their own shirt. And we've given them all the marks from our packaging, from the brand, and they can just design their own t-shirts. And it's a way for people to express themselves with the brand. And if they feel like they made a really cool t-shirt, they can list it for sale on our Mary Mart and sell it. And so we're just getting... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so that's we're just brilliant. Getting... Yeah, thanks. Um, we're also starting a zine that's for free, but you can only get it inside dispensaries that carry our product. And it's a cannabis compendium. It's um, fun things to do, but we're also going to be highlighting art projects by bud tenders. So if bud tenders have an album coming out, a photography exhibit, a book they wrote, pretty much anything that they've done, they send it into us. We promote it in our zine and we distribute it back out to dispensaries. And so we just want to have fun with people because cannabis is fun and we just want to be out there and play with people. Right. And uh, you are a musician, I've heard as well. And you've got some stuff out on streaming services right now. So check out Bob <laughs> Blair's. What, what's the what's your band name, Bob? Bicycle Tricycle. Bicycle Tricycle. Look for him on a Spotify or something like that out there. Yeah, um, on all those. 
<laughs> so when um when you guys decided to come into the cannabis space as a traditional soda pop brand, was it was it a big leap for your board, your CEO, your COO to because you're publicly traded? I mean, was this yeah. a big leap? Did you was there a lot of convincing that had to occur? Well, what's fun for me, and I, the only reason I laughed about it is the timing of when I came onto the company was after the board had decided and I was brought on to escalate the path to cannabis. So for me, it was all tailwinds um, from what the brand was doing. But the business strategy that led to that decision is really interesting. And it's that Jones is a brand, and as you mentioned, we're publicly traded. So anybody can go and you know look us up and they'll know how much soda we sell. Um, we are a brand that is so much bigger in the hearts and minds of our consumers and the general public than our businesses and soda. And we're a brand that everyone's heard of and we're a brand that people know and they don't just know our marks, they know what we're famous for and they know the things that we're, we do. And when you have a brand that's bigger than your business, your opportunity is either to invest in the category you're in and build up to your potential or to take that equity and look for where it can really translate. And that was the decision that was made is to take this into cannabis because there's so much latent equity in the brand and so much opportunity. Yeah. Um, let's get back to your flavors, okay? Because you have some unique opportunities with cannabis, yeah. especially with like the munchies, right? So, I mean, obviously you can't brand <laughs> Cheetos, but can you, can you brand a drink like a super fiery cheese snack or something? I know you guys have some strange <laughs> flavors. Like you have a turkey and gravy, right? Yeah, Jones is, you know, Jones has got a bunch of amazing flavors that everybody craves and just a couple that are a challenge, right? Because uh, it's always fun to give people something crazy. Our turkey and gravy is bonkers and we're not going to do it right out of the gates as a cannabis drink, but I, I reserve the right to bring it out to market as a cannabis drink at some point in the future. Um, what we are doing is we looked at all the fan favorite flavors of Jones and just like what are the big ones? And it quickly got us down to like six or seven of the flavors that our, our fans just really come back to. And we chose our favorite four and I won't lie. A lot of it was, you know, which ones are the most colorful? Cause boy, did I want to have some fun color on the shelf. Yeah. And we looked at the competitive set and it quickly led us that we're going to launch with four of our most popular. We're doing green apple, orange cream, root beer, and berry lemonade. And I got to tell you that these Products, they're, they're not just coming to life as a soda. They're coming to life as a 10 milligram soda, a 100 milligram soda, a 1000 milligram syrup and our gummy uh, candy products. And so it's a flavor driven portfolio where you can just choose how you want to have it. And it's just a lot of opportunities for people. And then these 10 and 100 milligram sodas just taste identical to our mainline soda. It's just wow. mind blowing how good they are. And, you know, the flavor scientist from our Jones team is the one who came with me on all the product development and did all the synergy to make sure that the flavors matched up and did all the, you know, fun work that is so much more uh, detailed and deep dive than I ever, you know, would be knowledgeable about, but they're the ones that do all that great work to make sure that these sodas taste just like the flavors people know from our mainline brand. So let, let's expand on that subject a little, because uh, within the cannabis community, they're, they're, you know, you, we refer to as the new adopter, the late adopter, and the re-adopter, right? There is those, the, the, that is a subset of the heavy hitter group, right? And the new adopter, that's a five milligram client, right? And um, that's the, your, you know, drink a beer, put the beer down, have another beer, and go all night, you know, and I personally dig that because you're, you're not hamstrung by like, I'm going to have one drink and then I'm, 
it's over, you know? Um, so I dig that. And the 10 is like more my speed, right? Um, and the hundred is definitely for a crowd out there. So you're making a thousand milligram infused concentrate as well, syrup. Yeah, that's the versatility product. That one, uh, you know, if you want to use it in a cocktail, alcoholic or non, go crazy, do what you want to do. I took our root beer syrup and I drizzled it over vanilla ice cream and I kind of oh. lost my mind. So oh, like yeah. it's, it's a kind of do whatever you want with it product. You know, I, I was out there talking to some bud tenders about what people use this for. And they're like, well, some people put it in their sodas. Some people dip their joint tips in it. Some people just take it as sublingual. Some people put it this. And I go, yes, there's a no rules product. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, however you want it, it's amazing. Um, but for us, it's all about that. Just having fun with it, taking the flavors wherever they belong in the cannabis space and seeing what people like. Okay, we'll take a quick break here and talk about heavy hitter products. The Shuggies product is now on the shelves. We've got a 500 milligram and 1000 milligram Shuggies infused agave powder in easy to handle scoops at five milligrams each. Get it at a dispensary near you. It's never been so convenient to have your Shuggies products near you with you at all times. Dose the way you want every day, the way you want. Shuggies, find us at www.shuggies.com, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Um, so Bob, the, the formulation with the flavor profile not being dank, you know, the traditional word for just heavy, heavy. <laughs> is that a technical term? Dank? It, it is in the <laughs> cannabis community. <laughs> so with, without that skanky dankness on the back of your tongue, the oil residue, um, uh, are you guys uh, nano infused or is it proprietary or are you just using distillate? Oh, no, we're definitely going with nano infused. Um, we're partnered with Source to work on our emulsified okay. uh, distillate. So uh, they've been a wonderful partner and, you know, just thrilled to work with them on it. So that's cool. And then so one of the big things for us in our development, our products was the predictability and repeatability. And I'm sure that was a very yes. big concern to you because you've got to be able to pick up that drink and have it repeatable, the effect be repeatable because that's your consumer and, needs to you come know, back. And that needs to be true globally for us. You know, I mean, we're, we have ambition of being a cannabis brand that's pretty quickly in multiple countries, let alone multiple states. And it's important for us that that flavor is consistent, not just in our cannabis, but then consistent against our mainline soda too. So our flavor equity has to work across everything. Yes, and on that note, we should say Welcome to um, Germany, who is really pushing for medical and recreational use. We that was just announced yesterday, so we will see if that happens. Oh, and I am proud to say that Jones Soda is already sold in Germany, and so I would love to uh, take Mary Jones on it to follow. There you go. That's a good plan. Um, it, it, have you seen people, other companies in your space, start to sniff around in the soda pop well, space? Yeah, you know, I think what's interesting is um, Jones is uniquely positioned to do this right now, which is, I think, exactly why we are doing it and why there's an opportunity, but also why you're not seeing everybody do it. Um, there's a couple of reasons. One is that there's only certain brands that have a mar uh, brand marks that are worthy of being leveraged in the space, but also that they're willing to leverage in the space. And I, I think that's something where why you wouldn't see big soda following us into the space, but also why the regional smaller players, there's no reason for them to. So we're in a unique opportunity from a, a brand equity standpoint. 
Um, we also did a brand equity consumer study before getting into this space to really understand our consumer, because obviously a first question anybody might ask us is, uh, are you a kid focused brand and should you be going into cannabis? And, you know, we took that head on and went and did a study and really understood our consumer and understood that, you know, we have a very much adult consumer base today that we mm -hmm. enjoy very much an equity with adult consumers. And so we realized that we had that equity to bring in as well. And so, you know, it's been really exciting for us to be one of the few players that are coming in. You already mentioned a couple of the alcohol brands who've been willing to play, but really outside of them, there's been pretty few other brands who have been willing to take their marks into cannabis and almost none of them who also concurrently still have a mainline business going. Yeah, it, it is um, really heartening to see a company like Jones get into this. And I, it's, mm -hmm. it, it takes me back to... Um, what was the tea company out of New York that had the big campaign in the eighties that had, I can't remember her name, but they were so focused on the consumer and they built up that, um, is it Nantucket? No, it's someone else anyway. So, but they, <laughs> they, they love their consumer and yeah. you guys love your consumer. Recently I had, um, the uh, CEO and inventor of the Dynavape uh, vapor pen on, which is not it active pen. You have to put material into it. He brought me into his Reddit world, which I deep dived into. And oh my God, does this guy have a fan base? I mean, I don't know. I haven't yeah. looked up Jones on Reddit yet, but does Jones have a big Reddit fan base too? You know, it's interesting because there's these conversations going on sometimes about your brand. And if you don't go find them all, you can, you know, there's, they're all over the place. We just recently had one of our community managers lean in on, on the Reddit conversation just because yeah. it was happening, you know, and we weren't participating in it. Um, it's hard to keep up with all the different things going on, you know, with the brand. But yeah, there's our, our fans are fun and they're out there talking and you know, we still get tons of pictures from our fans. We get tons of uh, quotes to get under the caps and stuff. And so we just love how engaged everybody is. And it's been really cool. So with, with your fans in terms of the pictures and their submittal to your traditional brands, are you going to do the same thing with uh, the cannabis fans? hundred percent. You know, I think with each product format, there's a different reality as to whether or not um, photos can be iterated as much as we like to do on the mainline soda brand, but we've got a really creative ways that we've done it for all the products in one way or another. Um, on our hero product, the glass bottle soda, we're doing it pretty much exactly like mainline Jones. Okay. Uh, um, but what is funny is as we've been talking about different regulatory realities in different states, there's really kind of different strict environments about what can be on the package and what can't, which right. for us has turned into almost like photo contest rules, you know, as far as like compliant imagery that can go on our label is, is a way we can have fun with our fans. And, um, you know, we have this, if you go on our website, you'll see all this, but we have our a version, a very cannabis fun version of our signature four pack carrier from our, from our mainline soda brand that comes with the, the glass bottle sodas. And you can put the 16 ounce tall boy cans in there for the hundred, but also the gummies come in the shape of little soda bottles. So we thought, you know, <laughs> Why not have fun with people? So we put a QR code on the front of the gummy pack. And what it does is it leads you to a downloadable PDF instructions to cut out and fold up your own mini four pack. So you can drop your little gummies into the four pack and then have a matching set across the soda and the gummy line. So we just know that people, especially when stoned, want to have fun things to do. And we give them just plenty. To I do. love it. I mean, that's the unique, different marketing methodologies. And that's what <laughs> this that's what this space is all about. And I've also just like, you know, with with respect to marketing, 
Uh, we run a, a brand called House 420, haus420.com for those of you at home. Um, and we have marketing events by, for, and with the cannabis community. But you have to be in the cannabis community, meaning the professional community, to attend these events. And I'd like to invite you, Joan Soda, to be a part of House 420. We usually get between five and 15 brands. And all we do is invite people in the community and butters, buyers, and dispensaries to these events. And if um, our recent one in Venice had over 150 people and uh, Oakland as well, and then our one on, on 420 in Long Beach did very well. That's so I'd love to, see, love to see Jones there in San Diego. It's coming up, but probably this show will air after San Diego. So you got to right. look for us in Palm Springs. <laughs> I love um, both of those places. There you go. They're not, they're not too bad. Uh, this is the point in the show that I'm going to ask you a complex question that I did not uh, oh. prep you for. Do I need tell a calculator? Us, no. <laughs> there will be questions. Now, uh, tell us a stony story. Everybody's got one. It could be about you, a friend, a relative, someone you like, someone you don't like. Uh, but everyone's got one. And if you're, you need a second to think about it, I'll just uh, chime in here and say, <laughs> find our so stony story. <laughs> so a funny, weird story that has something to do with, with weed in it. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um, this might age me a bit, but this is pretty funny. I was working as a production crew member at a club in Chicago called the Metro. It's a rather famous club and a lot of bands play there. But what was interesting is uh, the rapper KRS-One was performing, but the legendary rapper Flavor Flav, uh, you know, big clock yeah. on his necklace and everything, yeah, yeah, would yeah. not stop coming on stage. He just kept running on stage and like grabbing the mic and performing. And the first couple of times it was cool, but after a while, they were getting frustrated with him and they knew that I always had weed on me. Like I just had a reputation. Right. And so they told Flavor Flav that if he went down with me in the dressing rooms, I would smoke him out. So we went down there to do that and they locked us in so he couldn't come back on stage. And so me and Flavor Flav had to sit down there and smoke all the weed I had until the show was over because they wouldn't let us out. You punched his clock. Sweet. I love it. <laughs> one <laughs> great story man that's uh, that's unique usually these stories have to do with brownies and people ending up in their underwear in a motel in nevada so that's a great story i love hearing that so that and, wouldn't have even made a dent that's just a tuesday yeah well um why don't you tell the people at home where they can find joan soda in california if if that's possible or, or online yeah well always hit our website gomaryjones.com uh to see product availability um, you can find us on all the weed maps, product locators, and all that kind of stuff out there. Um, we are just rolling into stores literally this week, next week. By the time this airs, we'll be in our first rollout of stores in California. So um, dispensaries will have us in the next couple of weeks. So just check on the website and you'll see exactly where. That's fantastic. So that's uh, gomaryjones.com, correct? That's correct. All right. So for you listening at home, you have the rare opportunity to have a delicious soda in the cannabis space. Not, not the usual thing because of that dankness. And this is going to taste just like you have in a regular Jones soda. Bob, I'd like to thank you very much for being on the show. And if you want to launch some new flavors, you're always welcome to come back and we can launch them with you. I'd love to see what you're All up right. to in the future. I'd love to toast one with you soon. Thank you very much for being here. And that's it for Days and Infused tonight. Join us every week with interesting, diverse guests in the edible and drink space in cannabis. And this is Bob Blair from Jones Soda and Mary Jones. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye.
the opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.